Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong. I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time, and soon to be joining me is my co-host Ryan Whitfield of Pro Football Focus and Fantasy Pros, as well as with us for over the last five years. And with us today, we have a special guest. We have uh, Mike Knox, host of Soul and Sports on 1340 AM. Mike, how are you doing? What's going on, man? How you doing? Ah, doing great, doing great. We, we uh, if anybody didn't catch it, we were on uh, Soul and Sports just this past Friday, breaking down all the picks here. And my man Mike is the man when it comes to handicapping these games. He has the inside knowledge here and also the feel for the game. So hey, uh, Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. This is really exciting for us because we love having guests on the show, and particularly you of all the history you've had in the handicapping. Let me ask you a question. How did you get involved with all the uh, football handicapping throughout time here? How did you get to where you are today? Honestly, I just sat back and was a big fan of Brandon Lang, um, studied the movie. Actually, the, you ever see the movie? Um, uh, I got Matthew McConaughey, um, Renee Zellwinger, uh, Al Pacino, not Zellwinger, Al Pacino's uh, Two for the Money. Oh, and right, that, that yeah, movie, yeah, of course. Yeah, that movie's loosely based on, on his life, so just watch that, and I really studied that movie a lot, and then uh, picked up his book, uh, his audio book, has a few audio books out there, and just, just really dove into how, where his mind was and how he handicapped games, and then from there, just took a stab at it, and honestly, just got lucky earlier. You know my motto, anybody can pick a winner, but it takes a real man to pick the point spreads. That's so, right, that's uh, right. You know, you sit there, you got to, yeah, it's just, it's just certain things. You know, a little bit of luck, of course. There's always bad beats and good beats. But for me, I've been having some really good beats. Yep. Yep, 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 always. And, hey, let me ask you this question, because I know you were talking about this a little bit on your show. Uh, just on Friday, Spence and Porter. What are your thoughts on that? Split decision, interesting. I thought Spence was going to win. I thought, it was, I thought it was a much closer match than I thought it was going to be. What do you think? Uh, well, I thought the split decision was horrible. Uh, this is then Josh Norman walking off the field in New York right now. Looks like it could be a very serious injury uh, uh-huh. in the Washington Giants game. But uh, watching that fight last Uh-oh. night, I personally thought it was a unanimous good. decision uh, for Earl Spence. And I picked Earl Spence to win unanimously. And I also thought it would be a tough fight. I knew that Porter, uh, a lot of people were giving Porter credit. And I knew that Porter could come in there and I thought, you know, could rough him up. And, 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 it, and as unorthodox as Porter can be, being the brawler, the pit bull kind of guy he can coming in a lot of head right. first and swinging bolos would give Spence right. problems, which he did. We've never seen Spence get hit as much as we've seen him get hit last night. But I tell you one right. thing about both those fighters. Spence is going to step up now to take on Mikey Garcia. And this is where in boxing, as a boxing fan, as a boxing aficionado, I'm not right. a fan of, of these promoters. I know that's the history of boxing, but the fact that Errol Spence's next fight is going to be against Mickey, Mikey, uh, I'm sorry, Danny Garcia from Philadelphia. It's just yep. not right. And I love Danny. I think Danny's the man. But right. Danny, Dan, this, it, why we're not getting Bud Crawford versus Earl Spence, I don't want this to turn into a, a Pacquiao Mayweather 10 years from now. Because these two are the <laughs> best welterweights in the world. They're unifying right. titles, but they're not fighting each other. And right. as much as I, I think you're in the ring, falling off, 
you know, one thing you can get from USC, you're going to get the top fighters fighting each other. Boxing still has a hard time with that. And I just hope they get this fight done in the next two years at least, at least a year or two. These guys got to fight each other, and they shouldn't fight each other now. They're on top before one of these ways knock them off. I totally agree with that. It's just I got I think it's a money thing with respect to pay per view and everything, which is a real shame because let's get the real guys in there that are they should be competing for that championship. Hey Ryan, how you doing? Yeah, I know you're at you're uh, you're kind of hanging out there in the wings there, and I introduced our our special guest Mike Knox. Mike obviously is a co-host of Wally's. I know you want to have a, do you have a message for Wally? You want you want Mike to bring back to him? No, no, I, I won't uh, waste my time with that, but. <laughs> Okay. Um, the two things I wanted to touch on, on on your little back and forth there, I know that Mike uh, just mentioned the Josh Norman injury. Um, just to update people on injuries, it looks like the entire city of Buffalo is bleeding out in Orchard Park right now as the Patriots are uh, <laughs> Typical Pat crashing them as we all knew they would. That's one. And two, um, you know, on, on Mike's uh, comment there about anyone can pick the winners, uh, but it takes a real man to pick the spread. Apparently he hasn't seen uh, – you trying to pick the games even up in our oh. pick'em leagues this far, this year. Oh wow. man! So. Look at wow. taking a shot already. Taking a shot. All that's right. Well, fired. that's good. Well, on that <laughs> on that note, why don't we go ahead and get rolling? Because we're going to be talking about the new quarterbacks in the NFL. We're talking about Kyle Allen. We're going to talk about Mason Rudolph. We're going to talk about Daniel Jones. And we're going to talk a little bit about you know when we think Dwayne Haskins should be entering the game because that might be sooner than we think. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the impact of Mel, Melvin Gordon coming back to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Although it, uh, who knows what's going to happen because the Dolphins already scored on them, which is insanity. So uh, let's get rolling. So I think the way we're going to do this is just to talk about each of those quarterbacks, uh, but also to talk about them as a whole. So let's start with that. Mike, I'm going to talk, ask you first. You know, of these new guys, Daniel Jones, Mason Rudolph, Kyle Allen, and you already know how I feel about some of those guys from our chat on Friday on uh, Soul and Sports, but what, what are your thoughts there? Do any of these guys look like franchise quarterbacks? I know it's really early for, for them. It's only been a couple games, some of them only one and a half games. Are any of these guys look like franchise quarterbacks to you? Do any of these guys look like they're going to be able to carry their franchise to greatness over the next couple of years? I, I honestly think it's too early to to give any of these guys that not. I think as as sports fans, as as uh, sports media, just in general fans of the sport, we're so quick to put these rookies, these young guys in this position and throw them in there. And for several reasons. You're getting paid millions of dollars to go do a job. You've got drafted to do a job. We expect you to do the job. However, history tells us that this trend, everybody can't be Dan Marino. Everybody can't be Ben Raitlisberger. Everybody doesn't have that instant right. success to be great. So um, I think give these guys a chance. I know, I know we can look at, we can clearly look at Daniel Jones and think that he could be good. We can look at, you know, uh, Rudolph and these guys and think they can all be what they are, but only time will tell. And that first year is always a tricky year. Anybody can look good their rookie year because no one has to film on you. It's that second and third year when I think we should really evaluate these kids and see what they can do. But as I said on my show on Friday, the Solon Sports, over at 1340 AM, Fox Sports and 96.9 FM, Fox Sports, cheap plug, but it's not because they pay me very well. (laughs) Um, It's it's get Haskins in there. To me, Haskins is the best group of guys in in this group that just hasn't gotten the ball yet. And as you said, as you elegantly pointed out, don't just throw him in there because you need him because the team sucks. Give him the right yep. you know, position for him to win so he can't be another Jason Campbell in Washington and just be a wasted mm-hmm. talent. 
That's right. That's right. So I'm going to, I'm going to flip this over because I want to ask you more questions about that in a second. But let me flip it over to Ryan. What are your thoughts about this group of new quarterbacks here, Daniel Jones, Mason Rudolph, and uh, Kyle Allen, and what their potential for taking their uh, taking their franchises a step forward? And then, uh, you know, if you have some thoughts on Dwayne Haskins there, you obviously know how, how, uh, how Mike feels about it. What do you think? Yeah, so I'll just start with my uh... – opinions on Daniel Jones. Um, you know, I think Jones <laughs> was the guy who I, going into the draft, was very high on, um, but I didn't like at all where he was selected. And I think that's, I think that's kind of the pendulum that we saw everyone um, on with Daniel Jones was that he was, I think, underrated at the beginning of the draft process, and then by the end of it, kind of overrated, and, and so people's reaction kind of countered that and went too far in both directions. And I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw that last week where, uh, you know, he can be an explosive uh, player, you know, can run, can throw, uh, and, and, you know, when he really cut it loose down down the stretch in the fourth quarter, um, he looked mm-hmm. like a, a high-end quarterback, you know. With, with young guys, you can't expect that to happen on a consistent basis, and I think there'll be some ebb and flow, but I think he's the most important in this group because I think that the Giants is, uh, as a whole is an important franchise for the for the league. Um, it's you know, you need one good team in New York, and it's never going to be the Jets. So the Giants have to be relevant, and it's been it's been a while since they've been relevant um, since the the fatal uh, boat incident there. Um, but uh, so I, I'm you know I'm personally vested in rooting for Daniel Jones, and I liked him pre-draft, and then I, as the draft went on, the hype got so far in one direction. I was one of those people staying on the other side. So that's where I line that. I, I think, and, and I'm and I, I'm a Haskins guy. I like Haskins. Um, I just I don't think you do it until the offensive line is solidified. Um, I'm not putting Haskins out there to get killed. That's just how I feel about mm-hmm. that. I'd rather right. see him sit all year because right. um, that's the that that guy's the future. You're not you know the Redskins aren't competing for a Super Bowl this year, so don't don't go, don't get the franchise guy um, killed out there because uh, you know that playoff game and whatever it was 2012 with RG3 you know might have drastically changed their fortunes. Um, had RG3 yeah. gotten hurt back then. So um, hopefully they, they learned a lesson from that. But with Dan Gilbert at the helm, who knows? Yep. Okay. Well, that 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 makes a lot of sense, and I, and uh, you know, it's interesting to me because you know, and that's exactly what we, Mike and I were talking about. You don't get uh, if you don't get that offensive line ready, then there's no reason to throw Dwayne Haskins to the wolves. I mean, it doesn't. Re- it's no reason to set him up to fail in Washington. It just that's not going to help him. It's not going to help the franchise. They lucked out into getting him at 15. Don't squander that luck this year. Uh, Case Keenum is good enough to go uh, whatever five and seven or whatever, you know, to five and, uh, and 12 and, and, you know, miss out in the playoffs or do whatever he's going to do. So anyway, let me go, let me turn back over here to Mike and ask you this question. So there's something, and I'm going to take you a little bit by surprise here. I'm going to ask you about another quarterback here and, and kind of make a little bit of a comp because, you know, Lamar Jackson, right. Last year stepped in, in a position where he wasn't really set up to win, but still kind of made it happen with his feet. Cause that system was not built for Lamar Jackson. That was built for Joe Flacco and they're very different quarterbacks. And I, I'm there. I say Lamar Jackson being the better of the two by significant leaps and bounds. But this year he's t- he's turned it around. He's starting to pitter out a little bit. And I don't know if that's because of the fact that people are trying to, trying to figure out what his, his that he just got lucky against a really poor defense in that first week. And he actually doesn't have the ability to be a pocket passer or not. But let me get your thoughts on that. If you, you talk about Lamar, Jackson, but then tell me, do you think any of these guys can take that big step forward next year? 
Absolutely. I, I think a, a lot of them can take the, the leap that Jackson has obviously had. And But I've always had this thing when it came to the NFL and these, and these young quarterbacks. I remember when Tebow came in the league, when Vince Young came in the league, uh, RG3, mm-hmm. and just keep in line, you know, Michael Victor, let's go on and on. I don't like where you draft a quarterback who has a certain skill set, but you don't play the offensive scheme for that quarterback. How can a quarterback be successful, A, if they don't have an offensive line, and B, if they don't have a scheme set that you drafted them for? So what's good about Jackson, as you speak to him, I think about him first, is I saw what he, had, what he did at Louisville. I knew that he could throw. Yeah. I knew that all those things yep. were there all along. That um, he had, dare I say, and, and I, I tread lightly when I say this, you know, Michael Vick ability. Michael Vick had a great arm. Mm-hmm. It just took Michael Vick years mm-hmm. to get his head right to, to learn the, the offense better. I think Lamar Jackson has Michael Vick's kind of ability. Um, mm-hmm. Now, these other guys, can I see them doing that? I, again, as an as a Eagle fan, as a Chicagoan, you yeah. know, I, I can't ever say Daniel Dimes just annoys me. But okay, I see what he can do. <laughs> okay. But I'm gonna hold my I'm gonna hold my thread on that one because when have we ever seen a successful quarterback come from Duke University? And that, that's what I still hold on to. Everybody holds on to, for something. Mine is he went to Duke. If he was so good, why did he go to Duke? And I know you say, well, damn, Carson Wentz, went to, <laughs> Carson Wentz went to North Dakota State. That's even worse. Yep, you're right. There you go. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. Um, but I think these guys, the way the NFL is now with these rules and these, you know, you can't touch the quarterbacks. They all can be set up for success. It's about who you put, who you're pairing them with. Or in wrestling, we always say, "Who's your favorite dance partner?" Like, you know, what made John Cena? Well, it had to be Randy Orton. You know what I mean? Things like that. Mm-hmm. As long as there's a good dance partner, they can, get, you know, they can dance their way to the stars. They'd be just fine. Mm-hmm. All right. That sounds. That sounds. That is. A, that's some insightful thoughts there on that. I like it. I like it a lot. Ryan, any thoughts on the Lamar Jackson? Whether any of these guys can take a step forward like that, or do you think that? All, and then on the on Lamar Jackson front, do you think he's been found out? Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just so hard with the, with the limited sample size right now for me to make any characterization one way or the other. It's just not enough data on them. Um, you know. So I think. You know, Lamar Jackson took a, you know, and even him, you know, it's a small sample size of this supposed leap um, he's made. And I think mm-hmm. he's better than what he showed last year. He's certainly not going to be what he was in opening week in Miami every week because that team, you know, uh, is, is basically a half, it's, it's a minor league ball team in, in Miami right now. So, um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, his, we'll have to wait a little bit more on the determination for him specifically. And any of these guys, you know, I, I just need to see more. I mean, I'm hopeful about this this quarterback class. Um, you know, I don't think we're talking uh, any of the guys that are going to be faces of the future. And there's no Mahomes in this group. Um, there's no right. Wentz in this group, in my opinion. But uh, could it certainly it could certainly be guys, you know, um, that could that could be a top 12 quarterback in the league in a couple of years. Right. So talking about the Dolphins. They are playing the Chargers today, and we're going to talk about Melvin Gordon and what his impact might be for the Chargers going forward. They are one and two right now, playing those Dolphins. Tell you what, I had picked the Chargers as my eliminator pick this week. Doesn't look great. Dolphins and Chargers are tied 10-10 in the second quarter. Not sure what's going on here. Let's talk about Melvin Gordon and what his impact on the Chargers will be. But before I do that, Mike, what are your thoughts here? You think uh, do you think the Dolphins are going to pull this one out against the Chargers? Um, you're on my show tonight. You can go to follow Mike Knox on Twitter. That's what three X is because I'm hardcore. Did I not say my upset of the week with the Miami Dolphins to cover that that, that fourteen and a half? 
That's okay? right. That's right. Them going yep. across just, from I'm just, from, I'm just from lobbing LA you a softball there, Mike. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. I play softball every Tuesday night. Don't lob me a softball. You better come in hard and fast. That's what she said. <laughs> okay. So, uh, no surprise to me. It's not that I, I think Miami's good or nothing like that. It's just, just how, how, how the NFL is. Yep. No, I, I agree. And then I think we did talk about how those double-digit uh, double spreads can be a little bit disrespectful at times. So there's that. And uh, doesn't make, you might not even need the spread today, which is really shocking to me. And I've got my fingers crossed it doesn't eliminate me from my pool. But let's talk about Melvin Gordon. What do you think about this? Melvin Gordon now activated. He's going to be uh, available as an emergency back today. Probably won't see many snaps unless he's absolutely necessary. Um, I don't think they're going to try and push him. Uh, because they don't want him to get injured without the very limited amount of time he's had on the field to get ready. But what are your thoughts here, Mike, on the impact of Melvin Gordon coming back on the San Diego? On the, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. It's okay. I still want to say San Diego Super Chargers. <laughs> yeah, poor San Diego guys. When, when, when you you move them to a city like Los Angeles where they don't even want them there, so right. That 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 that's a hard part, and that's, that's a shame because that's a great franchise to have to share a city, share a stadium, and things like that. Like, I think the Chargers deserve more than that. I think San Diego deserves more than that. But as far as Melvin Gordon's um, impact, I guess we're going to see because I actually had this team last year to go to the uh, Super Bowl. I had them this year being maybe contenders to go to the Super Bowl this year as well. And we've seen them struggle this year. My only reason seeing them struggle would have to be that uh, Melvin Gordon's not playing. And when Melvin Gordon gets back acclimated into their system, right, you're going to see a better Carson Wentz. You're going to see a better Keenan Allen. You're going to see a, you mm-hmm. know, a better offense. The defense is doing what the defense is doing, but the offense isn't clicking. So anybody, mm-hmm. including myself, who may have doubted Melvin Gordon's importance to the Chargers and his importance to this league, I think, mm-hmm. I think we're seeing it even before our eyes right now in Miami, how important Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon is to the, to, the, to the Los Angeles Chargers. So uh, a better Melvin Gordon, a better Los Angeles Chargers, a better Phillip Rivers. Wow. So, hey, now this is going to be interesting because now I want to hear from Ryan about this. We know how he feels about running backs in the NFL, and I kind of know how you feel about Melvin Gordon. What are your thoughts, Ryan, about Melvin Gordon coming back to the Chargers, how that might impact everything, and whether we were right or wrong about his importance to that franchise? Everybody say it with me. Running backs do not matter. This, this, oh, there I, it is. I <laughs> there respectfully it is. could not disagree more. That just, the reason Melvin Gordon's back – off of the worst and least successful holdout in the history of the NFL um, is because he looked and saw that Justin Jackson and, and, and Eckler were carrying the workload in the backfield just fine. The, the re- what's wrong with the charges is they're just not that good of a team. They had a little bit of a spark last mm. year. They're not that good of a team. Um, and, and that's the issue going on in, in Los Angeles right now. It's got nothing to do with the run game. Um, and, wow. And so, so, and so and going into a contract year, Gordon was sitting there saying, I'm going to hold out. And then he saw, oh, wow. They, they can still move the ball on the ground without me. This actually looks really bad for me, and I'm not going to get paid now, so now i got to come back. And all he did in the process was sit out three weeks and cost himself, I think it was like $2.4 million uh, is what mm-hmm. he ended up costing himself by sitting out these three weeks. It's, you know, and, and we saw it last year with Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, the, the big contract Bell got was all celebrated and stuff, but if you look at it, it was actually less total money than the offer that the, the Steelers made to him before the season. So he held out for a year and got less money. Melvin Gordon did nothing but hurt himself in this process, and so he better hope he has a big 13 games here so he can get somebody, you know, somebody like the Dolphins, somebody stupid will pay him money um, next year. <laughs> <clears throat> that, that overpays for running backs. But this was, this was a joke. It was an absolute nightmare of, of, of a scenario, and um, I forget which, which site it was, 
It might have been one of the guys from PFF. It might have been mm-hmm. somebody from Football Outsiders, but I forget what it, where it was. And um, but they wrote, you know, a couple years ago, or, or, or last year, I remember a tweet saying people still think Melvin Gordon's good at football as opposed to just in a really ideal situation for a running back. Like, and that's mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon to me. I don't think he's a good football player or a good elite running back. I think he's just in a, wow. in a good situation on offense that moves the ball. Um, and I think that we saw that. I mean, does, does anyone think Austin Eckler is a great football player? And, and look at how well he's able to fill in in that offense. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, running backs don't matter. You don't pay for running backs. And case in point, wow. uh, you know, the Patriots still the worst draft pick they've made in the last several years is drafting Sonny Michelle in the first round. You don't spend first-round capital on them, and you don't pay him big money. So, just as an interesting side point to that, Wayne Gallman today with the Giants already has 36 rush yards, 21 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Wayne Gallman subbing in for Saquon Barkley. Uh, huh. Obviously not saying that Gallman is anywhere near Barkley. So you can just plug and, and play uh, running backs. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, Mike, hey, what, do you, what are your response to that? I mean, uh, we, we over here already know of Ryan's dis, uh, he, his, uh, his thoughts on how running backs fit in with the NFL. And he is obviously a Pats fan, and he, he's seen how running backs have impacted the, his franchise as well. But what are your thoughts, Mike, on this running back issue? Are they really kind of overrated? You think that, but you still think that uh, Melvin Gordon is going to carry this franchise forward uh, better than Eckler and, uh, uh, and Justin Jackson? I don't think running backs are overrated. I do think that um, they're a better commodity than some other positions because, I mean, a running back needs to have what? Vision, speed, and power, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people mm-hmm. can have that. You know what I mean? It's so I, I think it's not that the running back's over, but you get a great running back. You got to – like, you can't replace – you can't replace Ezekiel Elliott. You can't expect – you can't – you know, certain talents is just better than other talents at every speed. I mean – yeah, you jump high, but I can jump higher. Oh, you run fast, but I right. run faster. You know what I mean? So when you get a really, really good running back like like Cook and those guys, yeah, mm-hmm. your backups, they got a job. They put you up in there behind the offensive line and get a couple yards. But it's still that special talent that gives you that, that home run that every team wants to have. So, no, nah, I don't think it's right. overrated. But as long as you have so many that can do the same things, you can get two or three guys do what one guy does, they're not going to get paid. Mhm. Mhm. No, that's a very that's good point. I think that that. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with that. And of course, I do agree with the fact that uh, Melvin Gordon's holdout was the most ineffective holdout I've seen in a long time. It really did nothing to move the needle, and he basically just lost. And I think I can't remember the exact number you said there, Ryan, but I believe it was close to a million dollars that he actually no, forfeited two. over I can't those. Remember the, I think it was two point four, but it was definitely it was definitely two point four. Okay. Wow. That's a, and it's not chump change. That is not chump change. Very ineffective. All right, guys. Let me just swing around to the last question I have for you guys today, and that is the week four matchups. Now I know a little bit about what Mike thinks about the week four matchups, but what do you think going for? What's the big game that you are looking forward to watching today, or are you watching it right now? Oh me, it, it, for me it has to be Dallas versus New Orleans. Can mm-hmm. can New Orleans, you know, continue with Teddy P? And stay alive in the NFC overall. And mm-hmm. as an Eagle fan, I need I need the I need uh, the Cowboys to get back down to earth. <laughs> so I hear you. I hear you. I, I like it. Uh, Ryan, what about you? I, I, I'm I'm assuming that the big game of the week for you isn't the Patriots and the Bills. Although a lot of people were thinking that the Bills may have had some upset potential there, but that looks like it's out the window now. So what do you think? What's your thought on uh, between uh, the games that are going on right now and later on today? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, I'll say on that that the, the Bills' defense, um, 
has shown up to play in this game. Uh, outside of one drive, the Patriots really haven't been able to move the ball at all. Um, but when you have Josh Allen throwing interceptions basically every other drive and, and you're having punts blocked, it's hard to win football. Games that <laughs> so, um, oh, Allen is brutal today. Said, uh, I, I mean, not to just be boring and repeat, but, yeah, I think the most appetizing and, and interesting game this weekend is Dallas and New Orleans. Um, interesting to see is da- Dallas can continue to stay on a roll because they're, um, I think they're routinely a team outside of that one year that a couple years ago they went like, I think they went 14 2 or something like that, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They're typically a team that the minute you start to buy in on, on Dallas, that they go and, and drop a, a, a turd. Um, so I wonder if that's the situation. And I think we all thought uh, New Orleans was dead after, or at least we're going to be struggling with several weeks while Breeze is out. Um, but they looked like a completely revitalized team last weekend. So um, that one, I mean, it's, it's hard to find a more entertaining game uh, than that. I mean, in the earlier window that's going on right now, though, Detroit, Kansas City uh, was intriguing yeah. coming in, and Detroit with an early 10-3 lead. So that's uh, that's one to watch, um, see if they can pull off the upset against Kansas City there. I'm expecting Patrick Mahomes in the uh, sometime in the end of the second quarter to unlaunch four touchdowns in a row. <laughs> it's kind of like what he does, isn't it? 300 yards and 313 yards and four touchdowns every half. It's uh, it's kind of a crazy, crazy stat. Hey, Mike, let me give you this one. Let me give one more question here about that game coming up later on between Dallas and the New Orleans Saints. What do you think happens if Drew Brees does not come back? Do you think the Saints are done, or do you think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to carry that franchise and get better? Oh no. It's, it, I think no Breeze, no no Saints. I think there's so much yeah. Teddy P can do. I mean, I, and I like Teddy P. I think Teddy P is an a, a admiral backup quarterback in his league, you know, probably next to Tyrod Taylor, probably mm-hmm. the second best backup in, in football. So mm-hmm. Carries those clipboards really well, right? <laughs> she's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hey Ryan, what are your thoughts on this? Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is he anything that's Teddy long term? You know thinking... name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think he's the uh, the future. And uh, sorry, I just got an alert from the sleeper app that Dwayne Haskins is now the quarterback for Washington. So it looks like we're going to see. Are you serious? Dwayne Haskins here. That's what the that's yep, what the game right is, now. Uh, I'm watching it right now. As soon as you said, I turned to the look at that. So our prediction. <laughs> <laughs> We said it, right? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well look at that. His game is getting fired, so yeah, most likely. Uh, but yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Bridgewater's the long-term answer uh, in New Orleans, and I, I think he's a good player um, and uh, definitely a guy you root for, given the horrificness of that injury a couple years ago, where his leg right. basically came completely apart. Yeah, um, that was a disaster. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you know they were talking about grown men crying, and that like basically he separated on both uh, on both below and above his knee, so his leg was just like hanging, just like horrible, horrible Ugh. stuff. Um, that yeah, was bad for him. It's a good story. The the post game uh, locker room video last week of him being all choked up and uh, getting the game ball and stuff was awesome. Like uh, I'm a sucker for sentimental stuff like that, so I love that. But I don't think he's the long term answer. They need Breeze back, um, and you know I think Bridgewater. Uh, Bridgewater, I think, would be best on a team uh, that's a little bit more well-rounded than the, than the Saints. And when you really look at the Saints, obviously have Kamara and Mike Thomas, but after that, the steep cliff and the playmaking guy, uh, playmaker skill positions on the offensive side of the ball. 
and that defense is still a couple pieces away. Like if you went to a, a ready-made team where the, uh, where the quarterback is not the primary focus, I think he could get you to the playoffs and win some games. Um, but I don't think New Orleans is, is, is still too quarterback dependent for me to think that Bridgewater is a long-term answer there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I, so, they, so this is interesting. I, all those, all those things I totally agree with. I, I love Teddy Bridgewater as well, and he's a great story. But um, he is one of the better backup quarterbacks. About Breeze, it's kind of tough. But Dwayne Haskins, this new developing information here. We just talked about how we don't want to put him into a situation where he fails. Um, starting him at this point of the game, it's only the second quarter. Uh, it is the Giants' defense, which is only ranked uh, 27th in the league, so definitely an, an easier matchup than most. But and he, they're down 14-0, so not a lot of pressure here. What do you think, Mike? Is this the right situation where Dwayne Haskins will be put in? Um, it's a situation they have no choice. When rumor comes out that if Gruden loses his game, he can get fired. So right now, Gruden's trying right, to save right. his job. So, um, so you think this is just a uh, Gruden saving his job thing? Yeah. Well, if, it, if you're going to start the kid, you start the kid and give him a full break of preparation to be prepared. That's, again, put him in the right position. It's moves like this right. is why fans and the media want Gruden out of D.C., Right. So, Ryan, let me just get your thoughts real quick. Good, good or bad decision? Dwayne Haskins in. I think it's a bad decision. Uh, I'm standing by what I said, uh, you know, earlier that I just don't think it's the right long-term choice for them. Uh, but this is why you shouldn't have rumors and stuff out there. Sorry, I thought Michelle just fumbled the ball but again. Um, this is why you shouldn't have movies out there, guys getting fired, letting them know they're on the hot seat. Keep keep them in the dark because then he starts doing short-term stuff um, that isn't in the best interest of your entire uh, organization because now he's looking out for himself. But um, I'm I'm pretty offset with the whole Gruden family as a whole at this point. So yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. Gruden out of there. That's right. Well, hey, some interesting developments here. Lots of things to watch. I'm going to hit the air horn on the show because we're finally at, we're just out of town. Hey, I will say this. Boy, it is – congratulations, guys, on getting through our first podcast ever that was overlapped with football. <laughs> that is hard because there is a lot of stuff going on right now in the background, so it's hard to focus. So thanks for, uh, for, for putting up and getting this podcast out there. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. It is fantastic to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on the show later on, earlier on. And everybody, check out Fox Sports, Solon Sports on 1340 AM. Hey, Mike, you want to promo something before we, uh, before we sign off? Nah, just thank you for having me on. Good talking football. I told you your, your, your stats that you have is pretty cool because that's something I really don't focus on over on my program. So I like that. Uh, cool show. Like I said, check us out uh, on wherever podcasts are sold. We've got over 2,000 episodes to the credit of BDSR Network, which is my own uh, podcast network that I started right here on Blog Talk right. actually like 10 years ago. So uh, awesome. just, you know, just have fun. I love podcasts. Everybody got one. I think there's something out there for everybody. So, Everybody tune in and give everybody a little support, you know? Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then, Mike, why don't you give us your uh, social media so people can follow you? Uh, that would be Mike Knox with three X's. It's like the whore you dated. I'm hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ryan, why don't you give us your uh, social media so people can follow you? Yep. That Ryan Whitfield any. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. And thank you, everyone, for wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your... NFL Week.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.